In this special edition of the podcast, the film A Night at the Louvre, Leonardo da Vinci, comes to Australia. We'll hear from the local distributor of the film, the legendary Natalie Miller, as well as the co-curator of the Da Vinci exhibition at the Louvre, Monsieur Vincent Deliuvant. I'm Tim Stackpool, and this is Inside the Gallery. Thanks for downloading the podcast once again, and as always, a transcript of our interviews is available at www.insidethegallery.com.au. Thanks to the support from Pixel Perfect Pro Lab. To commemorate the 500-year anniversary of the death of Leonardo da Vinci in France, the Musée du Louvre held a major retrospective of the painter's career from October 2019 through until February this year. To prolong the experience, the Louvre Museum and Pathé Live partnered to release an exclusive filmed private tour of the landmark exhibition called A Night of the Louvre, Leonardo da Vinci. Special screenings have been organised worldwide, with Australian screenings starting this month. Filmed especially for the cinema, this visit is a unique opportunity to contemplate the most beautiful works of Leonardo da Vinci up close. It takes the viewer on a nocturnal stroll through the Louvre in the company of the exhibition's curators, Vincent Deliuvant and Louis Franck, whose commentaries provide precious insight into Leonardo's artistic practice and pictorial technique. This major and unprecedented retrospective devoted to the artist's work in its totality demonstrates how Leonardo elevated painting above all other pursuits and how his investigation of the world, the science of painting as he put it, was at the service of an art whose supreme ambition was to give life to his paintings. And joining us on the podcast from the Louvre, curator Monsieur Vincent Delievant. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. The first thing I wanted to ask you before we talk about the exhibition and the film was about working at the museum when there was no people, there was no crowds there, there's something like 30,000 people visiting the Louvre every day before COVID. And then when restrictions came into force, there was nobody. How was it to work there at that time? Well, you know, for us, we are uh, quite lucky because we are quite used to work in the museum when the galleries are closed. But even for uh, me, it was something very special because it was not only when crowds were out of the museum, it was also during night, really during at uh, 1, 2, 3 uh, a.m. And so it was mm-hmm. quite uh, the first time for me also to, to be with the, um, in, the, in the galleries at that uh, moment. And it was a, a beautiful moment because, uh, you know, you have time, it's uh, very yes. silent and uh, it's like a dream. So it was a, a, mm. a great moment in my, uh, in my career. And did you create a different feeling for yourself amongst the art with the quiet and the solitude? Sure. And, uh, and there is also a strong relationship with uh, Leonardo da Vinci because he used to paint uh, several of his uh, uh, works in a dark background. And uh, he has a, a strong relationship with the shadow, uh, with darkness. And so uh, there was something very special to have a look at uh, drawings and paintings by Leonardo da Vinci uh, during mm. nighttime. And uh, it was really uh, poetic, I I should say. Mm. It's a a remarkable responsibility of having such great artworks and great history to present. Well, sure. It's, you know, Leonardo da Vinci is a 
It's not an easy artist because you have to uh, work to study uh, his works uh, and his uh, writings uh, before. And uh, you have to ask for very important loans from all around uh, the world. And so it's always uh, uh, difficult to organize such uh, an exhibition. And you feel like, uh, well, you know, it was also for us French people an important anniversary because Leonardo da Vinci died in France. And uh, thanks to uh, his death in France, we are... uh, uh, we have the, 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 the biggest collection of his uh, uh, paintings. We have five original mm-hmm. paintings by Leonardo da Vinci, which is uh, uh, quite uh, about the third of his uh, uh, work. And so uh, it was really, uh, yes, quite uh, stressful to, to organize such an exhibition. And it took some time, I understand, for you to put it together along with uh, Louis Franck, your, your colleague. Well, we were quite fortunate, to, lucky to, to work together. It's always better to work with someone. And so we have been studying Leonardo da Vinci for more than uh, 10 years. But And this is, I mean, to write a catalogue, to study uh, his works, mm. his writings, to understand the artist. But after, uh, to organize the exhibition, we started in 2015, you know, asking for loans from uh, the most important collections uh, in, in several museums and also private collections. And so it was a great, great and important job to be able to have uh, so many uh, masterpieces uh, together in our uh, galleries. Yes, and I wonder if much negotiation took place there because the Mona Lisa, of course, cannot travel because it is so fragile. Did you have to negotiate with many other galleries to get some of their collection into the Louvre? Well, you know, for loans, it's, it's, it, it becomes like that a lot. You have to, uh, all, uh, several museums are they're organizing many uh, exhibitions and, and it's normal. So to, when we ask for something to help our colleagues with their own uh, project. So yes, sure, we have to to <laughs> to negotiate, mm. uh, and um, but it's always also a pleasure to 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 find a, a good solution for both uh, institutions. For example, we will send uh, in a few uh, months uh, one of our uh, masterpieece by an o- another important um, Renaissance artist, Raphael. One of our mm. masterpieces by Raphael will be sent to the Hermitage. Uh, in St. Petersburg, in Russia. They sent us their uh, Leonardo, their wonderful Madonna by Leonardo, and we will help them with their project on uh, Raphael. So we, we did that kind of uh, uh, negotiation with several uh, other institutions. And sometimes, you know, you have also a, a very uh, nice institution uh, which doesn't ask for anything. For example, the Royal Collection uh, in the United Kingdom, they sent us uh, uh, several of her, their most beautiful drawings by Leonardo, only f- to have the pleasure to see them with our paintings mm. and asking mm. for nothing uh, from us. I-, I was reading about the analysis of his drawings and paintings, and you carried out extensive studies on Leonardo's sources in the 16th century. How did those come together? Well, um, to organize the exhibition, we had, yes, to have another, a new look on all the archive documents, because, you know, and, and all the, the old sources on, uh, on Leonardo. And thanks to that work, we were able to uh, interpret in, in, uh, in different manners some of his uh, most important works. For example, one of his great uh, composition on a battle he had to do for Florence in Italy. Uh, we discovered that, uh, thanks to the archive document, that it was probably a night uh, scene and, and not a, a day uh, 
uh, atmosphere. Mm. And so uh, this changed mm. a lot about uh, several of his uh, compositions. But what was more important, probably, was the scientific investigation done on his uh, works and, and drawings. Because, you know, something very specific to Leonardo is that uh, he preferred to paint only a few uh, paintings, about 20 during his entire life. Mm. Uh, he preferred to paint just a few, but spending a lot of time to perfect uh, his composition, changing his mind in, in several ways. And thanks to scientific investigation, we were able to discover in a quite precise way all his different thoughts on his painting, the evolution of the composition, the change he made on the on the on the story he was painting, and this is quite fascinating because thanks to that you discover uh, the personality of the artist and you understand the evolution of his uh, composition. So this that was really uh, uh, great, and we we I'm sure also that Leonardo would have been very happy uh, to 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 see that kind of scientific uh, investigation done on his works. You know, he was such a interest. He was very interested by uh, science, yes. and so uh, uh, we we imagine how he could have been. Uh, uh, interested by that kind of uh, scientific investigation. Yes, I think early his early days were concerned with uh, mathematics and and geometry, if I recall sure. from watching the the early parts of the film. Uh, that leads me to the other question, and in a way, you've already answered it about new discoveries. You think about the way he did his work that perhaps you uncovered that no one had seen before. Sure. Well, that was something very important because, you know, in recent years, some specialists said that painting was not something very important for Leonardo. He was more interested in science. And in the, mm. in the exhibition, we really wanted to explain to the public that painting was really something crucial for Leonardo, the most important thing for Leonardo da Vinci. And he became a scientist to become the best painter in his life because he thought that uh, painting was based on science and uh, and uh, and we we wanted also to focus to to explain that each painting had a long genesis and uh, that uh, mm -hmm. each work was an important thing for Leonardo da Vinci. And thanks to uh, the scientific investigation, the new kind of scientific investigation we were able to do on our uh, on uh, our paintings, we uh, discovered how much time Leonardo spent on his uh, on his works. Also, we we we, we discovered that thanks to some uh, uh, restoration. Uh, conservation treatment we did on uh, on our works. We were able um, uh, during uh, in recent years to restore three of his uh, paintings from our uh, collection. We were uh, uh, also uh, lucky to have all the results of the scientific investigation, the restoration done mm. in other uh, museums, in the National Gallery in London, in Florence, in the Uffizi, in the Gallery of the Uffizi in, in Florence, in, in the National Gallery in Washington also, uh, all the museums who uh, have uh, Leonardo da Vinci's works in recent years have been studying their uh, works and so in this exhibition we were able to to propose a synthesis on that. Mm, your exhibition was an absolute blockbuster for the museum. For the film though it took four nights of filming and I understand about 30 crew and technicians worked on creating the movie. Are you happy with how the movie displays your exhibition? Yes, well, you know, it's it's uh, it's a movie. So I think what we wanted to say on Leonardo da Vinci is perfectly uh, explained uh, in the movie uh, because um, uh, what we wanted to, to say on the artist is uh, perfectly uh, comprehensible uh, in the movie because you 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 can see a detail of uh, of his drawings, his paintings, and you perfectly understand 
the art of uh, of of the artist. So I'm really yes, we are very happy, and and you know it's it's for us uh, when you you've been building an exhibition for more than ten years. Uh, it's it's only you you live with your exhibition during only four months, and after its end, there is nothing else than the catalog. But a book is you know it's quite, it's so different, and it's such a we're very lucky to have that movie, which will be a, a memory of the of the of the exhibition. Absolutely, and the one thing I do love about the film as well is the level of detail that we are allowed to see in the paintings. Detail that we would never be close enough in the museum as the public to be able to see in the paintings. We would never be allowed to get that close to the canvas. But in the film, uh, as you say, you highlight the details and all of a sudden you become so connected with this work. And it's the privilege of, of sitting through the film and seeing such detail, which I think is one of the, one, one of the great advantages of actually having the movie. I, I totally agree about that. And I have to say that several of my uh, 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 colleagues who saw the exhibition and after they saw the movie, they said that they saw different things, that they some uh, parts of the of the works, of the drawings, of the paintings, uh, well, they were during the visit, they didn't see the, the some details. And so this is quite precious mm. because really it it, uh, it gives you a wonderful uh, uh, image of, uh, of of Leonardo da Vinci's works and it helps you uh, to understand in a better way the aim of his art. When I was watching the film, especially towards the end, where there is this uh, beautiful cinematic reveal of the Mona Lisa, more and more art being revealed as you come around the corner, and then you see the Mona Lisa in the film. And I love how you are describing the various aspects of the Mona Lisa. You are looking very intensely as you speak at the Mona Lisa, and we witness you talking about the, the artwork that obviously you you love so much and you know so well. Do you know as much as you need to know now about Leonardo da Vinci? <laughs> well, what is fascinating, something fascinating with Leonardo is that you never end uh, uh, studying uh, him and uh, and his writing and, and, and I will continue to, uh, I'm con- I continue to work on uh, on the artist, uh, and uh, you know we maybe some some day we will uh, uh, restore other works by uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci mm. we have in our uh, collection. So it, it's always a work in progress. But I have to say that I'm a fortunate uh, curator uh, because uh, I am uh, allowed to uh, uh, to be in contact with uh, uh, such a, a masterpiece as the Mona Lisa each year. I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I can open the showcase in which she is uh, on display and uh, I'm able to see the painting in the way that um, it should be seen normally. But unfortunately, as the Mona Lisa is such a masterpiece and uh, you know she has been attacked. Uh, in the past, yes. uh, by crazy people, and and we are unfortunately we have to put her um, in that kind of of shock. It's like that. Of course. But each year, course. I'm allowed to to have uh, her in my hands, <laughs> and uh, it, because we we make a condition report of the of the of the painting, and uh, it's uh, a wonderful moment in which we can uh, understand in a better way, see uh, the the painting, and, and understand in a better way the composition and the the incredible art uh, of the artist, the the refinement of his uh, of his uh, uh, painting. And there are incredible descriptions of of all the pieces. So the Mona Lisa is probably his his best known amongst the general public and you have a a lovely description where you talk about how the painting is life-size 
and how she would be sitting in the room and as you walk in, it's as if she notices you in the room and her head turns to look at you when, when she discovers that you've walked into the room. It, it really is, it's a magic moment in the film. And of course, it is the climax of the film, as you would expect. It, it truly is beautiful to see, as I say, the detail in the picture, but also lovely to see, obviously, the love that you and, and Louis have as well for the work. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, it's it's uh, true, by the way, because we 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 are really <laughs> in love with that painting, which is when you are able to see uh, her uh, in a quite private way, like it is proposed in the movie. It's really uh, uh, an incredible masterpiece, and uh, uh, it was important also to remember that to uh, the public because sometimes people, well, you know, say, "Oh, well, we know her uh, enough, uh, too much uh, of the Mona Lisa, it's too much." But in the movie, it's a moment in which you are able to have a new look uh, on uh, on her, on the composition, on the on the painting, and understand it in a in a much better way. Considering all of this, what would you like the viewer of the film to understand about Leonardo that perhaps we haven't understood in the past? Well, one of the most uh, important things was to uh, explain to the public that really the art of painting was the most important thing in uh, Leonardo's uh, life. Today we have a a confused image of Leonardo da Vinci, like someone who, uh, you know, studied many things, but at the end... uh, didn't paint a lot and uh, and and probably was more a scientist than a, a than a painter and what we really wanted to explain the movie in the exhibition and in the movie it was leonardo da, da vinci had a, a very specific uh, life very original compared to his uh, the, the the other artists of his time uh, uh, he mm. preferred really to uh, paint only a few paintings perfect paintings based on a, a scientific understanding of nature and uh, before, uh, uh, as he was uh, painting uh, some of his work, uh, uh, he uh, uh, started to study nature in a very scientific uh, uh, way and each part of, of, uh, of nature. And this is, you know, we explain that in the exhibition. We show uh, how he studied uh, mathematics, geometry, anatomy, and, and many other mm. uh, fields. And this was not something different uh, from painting, this was really uh, the, the basement of the art of uh, of painting, and he needed to understand uh, perfectly nature to be able to uh, paint uh, nature in his uh, in his works. And this is the most important mm. thing we wanted to to explain the exhibition, uh, the very original uh, way of thinking the art by by Leonardo. How how scientific was uh, uh, his art? Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us on the podcast. It is, a, it is a privilege to speak with you. Thank you for putting the exhibition together over so many years and for creating the film, and we really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for inviting me. That's Monsieur Vincent Delivant, co-curator of the Leonardo da Vinci exhibition, which ran last year from October through till February this year and has now been turned into that film we're talking about called A Night at the Louvre, Leonardo da Vinci. Now, it will come as no surprise to many that the film is being distributed in Australia by Natalie Miller of Sharmil Films. Natalie is passionate about cinema and the business of film. She has been for many years. She's a pioneer of Australian art house cinema and is perhaps best known for being the first female independent distributor in Australia and as the successful co-founder of the iconic Cinema Nova in Melbourne. Natalie, thanks for joining us now on the podcast. Pleasure. When did you first learn about this film and how did it come your way for distribution? 
Um, well, Shamal Films has been really at the forefront of doing um, special events on in the cinema. We started about 13 years ago with the Met Opera when digital first came out because that is the digital revolution enabled us to, um, you know, be able to run all these programs. So we went from doing the Met Opera to the National Theatre and then we went into art and ballet. And for many years we've done art films on the screen, originally exhibition on film, and of more recent times we've been um, with Pathé in the UK doing their um, art on screen. So it became, it was part of a sort of, um, the Louvre is part of a regular series that we are playing. We just recently did The Impressionists, which was fantastic. Yes, now this year has been incredibly challenging for everyone. Did you ever feel that you might not be able to get this Da Vinci film screening this year? No, because fortunately the rest of Australia, apart from Victoria, where I am, of course, in Melbourne, is up and running. So our cinema, apart from two weeks, has been closed for six months in Melbourne and all other cinemas. But we've had the rest of Australia to go out with. So we went out in the rest of Australia with the Impressionists and we will be going out to the rest of Australia with the Louvre. Well, that's good in a way, I guess. The film itself, impressive it is visually, its storytelling, its cinematography is just amazing. But how do you think it rates, given your experience with so many other films of this kind? Well, it's up there with the best of them, um, and we've had some very good ones on the Vatican, on all sorts of things, on all sorts of artists over the years. But it is up with the best of them, and we're thrilled to be able to sort of run it. I mean, what an incredible, what an incredible story of Leonardo da Vinci. I mean, I've known about him as from my days back at Melbourne University. That's a long time ago, and but this was such an insight into his work and his mind and how we work between being an artist and a scientist. And, you know, you sit there waiting for the famous paintings that you know, you know, obviously ending up with Mona Lisa. But, no, it, I think it, it rates as highly as any that we've ever run. Mm, yes, indeed. And I think one of the most unique things about da Vinci is the extent and breadth of his work, I should put it that way, as an artist as a scientist in a way too, and an inventor and a philosopher. Well, that's right. I mean, it's 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 quite incredible. And even parts where they talk about the technique of his painting, how he changed from what the techniques used to be with the others in the Renaissance to what he was doing, um, it's all quite fascinating. The only thing I felt was maybe missing is his actual personal life. Well, I guess that's so. Look, the producers, I think, have to consider when putting the film together, is this about the development of his art or do we incorporate the gossip as well? Who he married <laughs> or his secret mistress. <laughs> Was Mona Lisa his secret mistress? No, look, I think you're absolutely right. I think it focuses on the art and I think that's where it is just amazing. And what an exhibition. I mean, when you the camera moves slowly through the loop you know, from wall to wall, painting to painting, and then takes you right upstairs to Mona Lisa. I found that fascinating that they said, was it 30,000 people a day visit the Mona Lisa? So they had to put her in a separate section, otherwise it would have dominated the rest of the exhibition. It is a great archive, not only of the work of da Vinci, but also of the exhibition as it was put together and curated. But I also wanted to ask you, Natalie, you are legendary in the distribution of films of this kind. And within the screening business, if you like, particularly in Melbourne, 
for many years. Don't say how many. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. But who is there to carry the torch forward in terms of what you've done if and when you hit that retirement button? Are you talking particularly within my own company? Look, there are lots of distributors and I'm not sort of the only one. I think the, the fact is that I've focused from the first film I ever bought, The Exterminating Angel, which was um, Louis Bunnell's film. And, of course, we had in Chandandaloo, if we're talking art, you know, we had all these films. It's just a particular focus and a passion of mine to only try and bring the best of the art house world. And there's other distributors who, of course, do bring in those art house world. Um, in regards to my own company, um, one, I have three sons and one of them's an entertainment lawyer and very interested in film, very interested in art and has any art that I own is selected by him. He's got a particular eye. I'm hopeful one day he might help me in the business. <laughs> he was once in LA and saw this painting and rings me and said, this is fantastic. Can we buy it? Will you buy it? It feels to me. And I just have such trust in his taste that I said yes. And I think he's the same with film. But, look, I don't know. We'll see in the future. But, look, there are other people who are – there are other companies who do buy some of the very good outhouse films. In fact, these days it's so competitive. Everyone's trying to race to the top and pay huge guarantees for films. And I've missed out on quite a lot of top art films that – you know, I would I would have loved to have bought Portrait of a Lady, and the, and the bidding war just became too much. So there are other people out there. I'm not I am not the only one. I was brought up with a um, in a in a business family. My father owned a Burke Street store, so I was brought up with business at the dinner table every night. So I've gotten very lucky to have a mixture of my interests, and you know, I can buy a film like The Square, which I'm sure you've seen, and um, Force Majeure, and all these films that. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky that I'm able to do that, but I get sad when I miss out on a lot, but I'm quite resigned to the fact that that's how this this is it today, but, you know, others are in the business and we have to accept that. Well, Natalie, your success over the years has meant a lot of joy for those who have enjoyed the films. A Night at the Louvre, Leonardo da Vinci premieres on around 40 screens around the country, and I really appreciate your time on the podcast. Okay, thanks to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Natalie Miller AO there talking about distributing A Night at the Louvre, Leonardo da Vinci, and to catch a screening, head to www.anightatthelouvre.film. That's a night at the Louvre, one word, dot film, F-I-L-M. And we also have a link to that at our website at www.insidethegallery.com.au. Thanks to Vincent Delivant at the Louvre for the chat and also to Natalie Miller Thanks, as always, to Pixel Perfect Pro Lab for their support. And for any more details, or if you want to get in touch or join in the conversation, search for Inside the Gallery podcast on Facebook or Instagram. I'm Tim Stackpole. Until next time, bye-bye for now. <laughs>